What's going on, everybody? My name is Christian Gujanov, and I want to welcome you to Peak Performance Principles. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the principles in order to achieve and sustain peak performance. So if you want to get better, if you want to improve your performance, you're in the right place. Let's get started. So in today's episode, we are going to focus on behaviors and we're going to talk a lot about neuroplasticity. That's a really big word. So we're going to nerd out for a second here. And we're going to, I'm going to dive a little bit, just slightly t- uh, tap our toes into neuroplasticity. There's obviously hundreds of thousands of research studies on it. But for the sake of, of what we're going to talk about today, I'm just going to give you a couple of key uh, points to understand about neuroplasticity. And then we're going to talk a lot more about how to, how to use that to adjust behavior. So in, in the world of neuroscience, neuroplasticity is kind of a recent development. Within the last you know, 40, 50 years, it's become something that has been heavily researched and, and really understood um, in, in, in the science community. So the main part of neuroplasticity, and then there's a definition that I really like. It's, the, it's a kind of a nerdy definition, but we'll kind of break it down. So it's the capacity of neurons and neural networks in the brain to change their connections and behavior in response to new information, sensory stimulation, development, damage, or dysfunction. So essentially the first part, so it's the capacity of neurons and neural networks in our brain. Now within our brain, there's hundreds and thousands of billions even of, of, of neural networks. And these are essentially the, the neurons and nerves in our brain that connect um, all of our thinking. So you have, if you've ever experienced where you've maybe seen something and it reminds you of something else, which then reminds you of that thing and then takes you over there. So that's all these neurons that are firing and they're connecting all at once. So you might see a funny meme or something like that, and that might connect to this other movie that you watched, which then connects you to this friend that you were with. And all these neural connections are happening. When we talk about performance and specifically about adjusting behavior, what we're talking about is when you practice something, like let's say you're practicing a free throw, you're developing a neural network where you have muscle memory, you have you know exactly where to shoot the ball, how to how hard to push the ball with your hand, what to do with your arm to follow through, like all of these things. These are all neural connections that are happening. So the more that you practice something, which essentially is creating a deeper connection, a stronger connection, that is going to increase performance. So in that definition, again, the capacity of neurons and neural networks in the brain to change their connections and behavior in in response to new information. So the more you practice something, the stronger those neural connections are. Now, within using this to develop and to increase performance, what we're focusing on is is increasing the neurons in, in our brain. So what we do is when we increase our neural connection, we're speeding up our performance and our, our peak performance. So the more you practice something, 
the quicker you are. That's why a lot of times if you've, if you've, if you've done an activity a, a lot, like, like signing your name, you don't need to really think about signing your name. You've done it a million times. You just sign it, sign it, sign it. You've created a strong, very fast neural connection where you're extremely confident in it and you're not having to worry about anything else. Now, there might be times where right now, for example, I work with, with a lot of military personnel. So that first time they sign the dotted line to sign the next three to five years of their life to the military, that signature might might take a little bit longer to sign because there's more impulse and there's more response that's being required. There's a lot more senses happening and your your brain is a lot more stimulated and, and there's a lot more potential damage that could happen if you will because of you know signing your name away so that so that's how the neuroplasticity can work is when you've done something a million times over and over and over again your brain it creates this neural network that that enhances your ability to perform now when the situation changes like for example signing your name on a check that you're writing or whatever for, for your electric bill or something right like that's you've done that a million times you don't need to really think about it whereas if you're signing for a mortgage or signing to join the military or something right like it's just the same task but there's different impulses that are coming in so what we're going to talk a lot about is how to strengthen those neural connections and and the way to think about this is essentially the behaviors that you have are in in neuroscience those behaviors that you act upon those are your neural networks that's where your that's where your neurons and your neural networks are most confident in so we we talk about doing things on purpose with purpose that's essentially your the neurons are firing in your brain on, and to execute an action so if you've practiced shooting a specific uh, kind of of, of uh, routine before your free throw you your neurons have done you've done this a million times you've shot a free throws every single day for a year let's say and you've created this neural network so you do, so when you go to the game you're in the game you're, you get fouled you're at the free throw line you have confidence because you've built this neural network there to to kind of go into this and how we can utilize neuroplasticity to help us improve and adjust our behaviors there's a, a really great book that's called the talent code and it's by daniel coyle c-o-y-l-e um, I read this book a few years ago, and it's been it's it's one of those books that when I read it, I I knew that it it was going to be a, a huge part of of my practice, and and it really was something that I've considered and thought about very very frequently. It's one of those books that I I refer back to a lot, and I think a lot about. So, in this book, he he focuses on something called deep practice, and deep practice is essentially this. This, it, it, he takes kind of the neuroscience approach to explaining how the best people in the world, the, the peak performers of the world, they're able to, to, to perform in practice on a deeper level. And that deeper level requires a lot of hard work, mental struggle. You have to, you have, to have extreme attention to detail. All of those things are required in order to be able to practice on a deeper level. But when you are able to practice on a deeper level – he, he kind of talks about how the more you practice it and especially the more you practice on a deeper level, you're creating the, these neural circuits and this neural network that's being strengthened. And in the book, there's a, he uses a really cool example. In, 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 our, in our nerves, in our nerve cells, there's this thing called myelin. Myelin is essentially insulation for our nerves. So the stronger the myelin, the faster our, 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 the circuit can work and the faster it can function. The, the, the softer and weaker the myelin, the slower it's going to take. 
you can almost kind of think about it the way he describes it in the book is it, it, it seems if you have very little myelin it's almost like you're driving down a dirt road you're driving very gravel very ups and downs potholes everywhere you're you you can't drive as fast when you're driving on that road for as opposed to when you have a lot of myelin it's like driving down a freeway with no cars on it it's just it's an empty freeway you can just go as fast as you want so you can go a lot faster on 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 the freeway than you can on some little dirt road in the back country right so in the book and in the talent code he talks about how peak performers develop skills through myelinating those neural networks so the way you do this is you focus on deep practice and he gives two suggestions that i want to share with you on how to focus on deep practice which by doing that it's going to increase it's going to myelinate those nerve cells which then by myelinating those nerve cells you're able to perform faster and better so the two things that he talks about the first is called chunking now in the book he pretty much he pretty much went to a couple dozen places he calls them hot talent hotbeds um and he looked at where individuals there was a large group of individuals that performed exceptionally well um for example in Brazil Brazil's always had a very good soccer presence they've always had a, one of the best players in the world um they they've they've always been very good for you know forever almost um there's a he, he went he goes to a few of these places and pretty much tries to figure out like what is going on and one of the things that he realizes is that the the individuals that are in these talent hotbeds they utilize this process of chunking and the way you do this is you is you essentially you're taking a large task and dividing it into smaller parts right so for example if you have a task of we'll just stick to shooting a free throw let's say that's the task you divide that into small possible you divide those into small chunks and then you practice those things right so maybe you practice your your where your feet are and you're very deliberate about where your feet are on the free throw line you see your feet you practice standing in that position you bend your knees you practice that over and over again so essentially it's taking this task shooting a free throw and breaking it down into a bunch of these little steps that you that are practice that you can actually physically and mentally practice so when we say shoot a free throw that seems pretty simple but if you want to be a peak performer if you want to be the best at shooting free throws you have to break that down where are your feet how many times do you bounce the ball where do you hold where, where, where does your shooting hand go how many times maybe you take a deep breath before you shoot maybe you close your eyes what whatever it is you break that down you chunk it that's the first skill that he that he really focuses on into helping us practice deeper on a deeper level which again that myelinates those nerve cells so you're able to perform better faster so chunking is the first one there so again take a task and break it down into little tiny steps if you're a, if you if you're teaching something again what are you teaching break it down into tiny tiny steps that are manageable and also he he mentions also a really key point is that you can manipulate time you can slow it down speed it up you can do a lot of different things with it that are that are able you're able to create more myelin that's all we're doing when we're practicing on a neural level when you're practicing all you're doing is developing and creating more myelin the more myelin you have the better you're going to perform and the faster you'll be able to respond to stimuli so the first thing chunking 
the second thing he talks about is he, he mentions a lot in the book at, at the, just this phenomenon that occurs when about how much time these learners and performers spend observing top performers. He talks about how, how much time they spend just watching, just, just, just staring off and, and just listening and paying attention to, to peak performers and, and watching those people do every little thing they can get. They would just eat this up. Um, he, he would go in Brazil. They would watch soccer for hours on end. He went to New York at this academy that, that provides almost a fifth of, the, of Juilliard's um, student population. comes from this tiny, tiny little town in New York. And he talks about the teachers mention how often these students are just watching the best celloist or the best pianist or the best um, the b- best performer in their instrument. They're just watching and just paying attention to every little detail. When when the kids are watching soccer players, they're paying attention to what they do without the ball, when they get the ball, where their eyes are. They're just paying attention. They're just watching and observing these top performers so much. And, and he called the, he calls this 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 kind of idea ignition, is what he kind of labeled it. And essentially, what he describes as ignition ignition is the moments that lead us to find who, what we want who we want to be. He gives a really cool example of an event that happened in May eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, um, in, in in South Korea at this time had never really won any any PGA championships or LPGA championships. They did kind of struggled for a long time. So on May eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight, there was a twenty twenty sorry twenty year old golfer that won the McDonald's LPGA championship, and from that point on, she became this icon. Her name is C Repack, and. N- from from that moment, from May eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight, it started just this incredible wave of, of of incredible South Korean golfers, and they pretty much dominated the LPGA tour for ten years. So in in that ten year span, um, in South Korea, there was forty five players who had collectively won one third of all of the events in the LPGA tour. So if there was three events played. One of those is going to be won by someone from South Korea, and it was just this. They had never won this much before. But what he talks about in the book is that someone actually did it. Someone did it. This this South Korean golfer, she she won, and that opened the floodgates to all these people seeing. Oh my gosh! Now we can observe what she did, and we can copy that essentially, and we we can create this neural network around what she did. Similar similar thing happened with Roger Bannister when he when he ran the four minute mile. Uh, pretty pretty popular story where you know he was the pretty much the first one to do it, and then all of a sudden there was dozens of people doing it. And now you might you can see, you can see it at a college track. You can even see it. Some high school kids are doing it. They're running a four minute mile. But it was just this ignition that happened that somebody did did this incredible thing, and everyone can say she did it, he did it. Now I can see what they did and replicate that. So that's that that's the ignition part that he talks about here and and how peak performers spend incredible amounts of time observing those people. Now one caveat that I want to give with this is it's important that you you watch and observe performers that are slightly above you. What I mean by that is if you're in little league you you may not want to you may not want to do watch and observe everything that Mike Trout does or Bryce Harper does. You might want to observe something that a player that you can emulate quickly. 
you might not be able to get to Mike Trout's level in a year, right? So you want to watch. You want to slowly work your way up to observing those. Now, it's important to observe top performers and, and take things that they do. But keep in mind that you're not going to be Mike Trout in, in, in a few weeks, right? If you're a basketball player, you're not going to be able to shoot like Steph Curry does in a, in a few weeks. So it's important to look and as you're watching top performers – to, to also sprinkle in some performers that are maybe just a little bit better than you. Um, and a, a lot of high school kids that I work with, there's a few that really, that, that love watching other teams' players play. They love watching film, things like that, right? So they'll go to other teams' games and they'll watch the best player on that team who's maybe a little bit better than them. And they can pick up on immediate things that they can implement into their game, right? So when you watch, when you observe someone that's a little bit better than you, you're able to see, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, and then immediately recognize, oh, I don't do this. That might work. And then you can take it and you have the skill to be able to execute that, that task that they're doing or that move that they're doing. So you're able to create a neural network faster and then you can move your way up that way. So for example, if you watch Mike Trout bat or you watch him, the way his approach to the game is, you might come up with half a dozen things that you might need to do after watching him for two minutes that can be overwhelming and that that can be a little bit too much but you want to observe those top performers you want to observe those performers that are that are slightly better than you because you you're able to quickly more quickly recognize what you can do and what you can change and that speeds up your behavior change so there the, those are two things to want to pay attention to is make sure you're watching top performers the best do it you want to pay attention to how the best do it but also in the beginning, it's important to watch performers that are slightly better than you. So find those people that are a little bit better than you. That might be the kid down the street. It might be um, watching film from a, from a specific player that, that you want to emulate, that you're really close to. He's just a little bit better than you or she's just slightly better than you. And then you're able to more quickly figure out what does she, he or she do that I'm not doing right now. And then you can emulate and practice that and copy and paste that into your routine. So again, chunking and ignition so chunking breaking a bigger task down into small minute details that you can practice over and over and over again and then ignition is is seeing watching and and observing those peak performers those best performers those people that are slightly above you so that you can figure out they're doing this and then emulate that for yourself those are two things that are really going to help build that myelin that are going to insulate those neural those neural networks with myelin so that they'll be able to fire quicker Again, myelin, we kind of nerded out today, so I apologize, but this, is, this has been fun. I, I, there's, there's, there's a few things that I get really nerdy about, and I think neuroplasticity is kind of becoming one of those things. So myelin is just an incredible resource that our brain, that we can utilize to enhance our behavior. So pay attention to the behaviors that you have right now. The last thing I want to leave you with is this visual that I that I've utilized quite a bit and, and I want you to kind of try it on your own here, right? So if you have a piece of paper or just you just you can picture it in your mind, there's an an action that you're taking, right? So there's something that you're doing, whatever that is. We've used basketball, so let's kind of continue with you have an approach to shooting a free throw. And let's say your approach to shooting a free throw is not very good. Maybe you're not shooting very well. You're shooting under 70%, under 80%, whatever, and you want to you increase your shooting percentage. So you have one point. So, so you draw a circle. That's, that's your point. That's the action that you're taking. 
my routine of, of shooting a free throw. And then you want to put another point across from it and draw a line. So the, the, the first point is the action. So you, so you essentially, your thought and your action comes to a point, right? That first point is, is where's the action. So that action is shooting a free throw. And as you travel down the line, the second point that you drew is your routine. This is how I shoot a free throw. You've created a neural network of I, this is how I shoot a free throw. Maybe I bounce the ball three times, take a deep breath, look at the front of the rim, shoot. All right, so that's the neural pathway that you've created. So any time that, you, that your brain crosses a path is that, that the action is a free throw, you've created a neural network that takes you to that second point. Now what I want you to do is somewhere below that, I want you to draw another point. And that, that point is a new routine or a new action that, that, that you're taking according to that first point. So again, you're traveling down, you see the very first point, that's shooting a free throw. Now that third point that we drew is you're, is you're creating a new neural pathway to a hopefully better routine, right? So we are creature of habits. If you've shot a free throw the same way for a really long time, it might be difficult to change your routine. It might be difficult to maybe adjust where your hand is. Maybe you only dribble the ball once, take a deep breath, and look at the back of the rim instead of the front of the rim. So that's a new routine that you've developed. Now, the, now where myelin comes in is the more that you practice that new routine, the more that you're myelinating that connection. So I want you to draw a line from the first bullet, from the first uh, bullet point, or the first circle that you drew, to the third one that you drew. So now what happens is when you come to an action, you've created a new possibility, a new possible outcome, a new routine that you can practice. And as you practice that routine, that line becomes more and more myelinated. So what I want you to do is now draw another line from the first to the third. Draw multiple lines, go back and forth, and you'll start seeing how it gets darker, how that line gets bigger. You'll start keep, 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 keep drawing back and forth, back and forth from the first to the third. What you're doing is you're myelinating that connection. That's a visual to help you see that when an action comes, the more you practice something, the more myelin you're building around that neural connection, the faster and stronger that connection is, the better you're going to be able to execute. So again, as you draw that line, you're seeing it get bigger and thicker as you're able to see how your myelin is building. That. That's what happens in your brain is your myelin is getting stronger and, and, and faster. So you're able to have more confidence in that new routine and you're able to perform better. So the way that you can use this is find a skill or a task that you want to improve on, whatever that might be. It might be free throw shooting. It might be taking a test. It might be doing something and, and chunk it down. Figure out, okay, this is the task and break it down into small manageable parts that you can practice. If that's taking a test, if you have anxiety for taking a test, break it down. Break that action down, answering one question at a time. And, and practice just answering one question, not worrying about the whole test, but just one question, just answer one question and then move on to the next question. So practice that chunking. And the second thing is, is observe, observe top performers, uh, watch them, how they, how they do it. If there's someone, if you're, if you have uh, test taking anxiety, 
Go find the smartest kid and just observe them studying. Just watch them studying. That might be a little weird, but maybe ask them first. But just observe how they study. How, how do they read? How, how, how do they process this information? How much time do they spend doing these things? Just observe them. Watch them and pay close attention to what they do. Athletes, this is for, it's, it's, it's easy to observe top performers. You can get on ESPN. You can watch them, you can watch them all the time. You can see them perform all the time. You can watch your favorite athletes on, on, on and any YouTube, whatever. Just, just watch and observe. Watch film on those athletes, and you'll be able to pick up on things. So chunking and igniting, those are, those are two secrets that, he, that Daniel Coyle shares in this book that I think are just incredibly powerful. And remember that when you're myelinating, that when you're myelinating that neural connection, it's all about deep practice. So when you're practicing you need to make it hard it needs to be tough you need to struggle and and most importantly you need to pay extreme attention to detail that's where chunking is really important that allows you to pay extreme attention to detail so it's not just a free throw it's this is where my feet were this is what this is where my chest was this is where my hands were i my my body was pointing at this angle you're able to pay extreme attention to detail and as you're doing that that's going to build that myelin which is going to build and strengthen that neural network and that neuroplasticity that we talked about, you're going to be able to improve and change your behavior based on this new information and this new response that you're creating. Just like the visual that we drew, right? The, the, from the first bullet point to the third bullet point, you're strengthening that myelin connection. So again, we nerded out quite a bit. I have a bunch of notes on this that that I can share with you um, on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Uh, So you can go to Mental Strength Performance um, on on Facebook and and, uh, Instagram. I'm going to have links to – there's a really cool one-page cheat sheet on the book. Uh, I would highly recommend buying this book and reading it. It is incredible. It's called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. Um, It's one of probably my top ten favorite books that I've read. So – Again, neuroplasticity helps you adjust behaviors, and that's what's going to help you perform better. So peak performers understand that in order for them to be at their best, they need to adjust behaviors, and we can utilize neuroplasticity by by the things that we've talked about in this episode to help strengthen that neural connection and build and strengthen that myelin so you're able to perform better, faster. So I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful. Um, there's so much more we could get into with neuroplasticity. There's, there's, I mean, so much research and so much has been done on it. But again, I highly recommend The Talent Code um, by Daniel Coyle. It, talks, it gives a really, really cool um, information about neuroplasticity and how to use it. But again, adjust that behavior. Whatever behavior you want to change, whatever tasks you want to and skills you want to improve, utilize neuroplasticity and, and start from within, develop from within, and practice on purpose with purpose. Hope this has been helpful, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, in some of our future episodes, we're going to talk a lot about, we're going to kind of dive more deeper into how to increase and develop habits. And we're gonna, I'm going to share some pretty cool stories with you that um, are going to focus on how, how people have been able to do that and kind of take some of, some of their uh, actions, like we talked about in the ignition, and take some of those things and be able to copy-paste those into your routine now. So stay tuned to some of the future episodes. And again, thank you so much for being here. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Mental Strength Performance. And please share this with anyone that you think would would benefit from these episodes. 
Um, I appreciate so, you so much listening and we'll see you in our next episode.